Hello, and welcome to the TN Grumpets podcast, the time-traveling, backwards-forwards, in-and-out podcast of the future and the past. I am one of your hosts, Glenn. And I'm the other one, And this week we have an exciting episode coming up for you. We're delving into something Mike and I uh, are quite passionate about, and that is everyone's favourite time-travelling time lord, Doctor Who, a.k.a. The Doctor. Um, but before we kick off, Mike, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Folks, we, we just made history. <laughs> we just made history. We have spent the past couple of hours recording the Ed and Lorraine Warren episode. Absolutely. And I am emotionally drained... I want to cry, and I think my house is haunted. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not doing great. I mean, the past couple of weeks have been abysmal, but God, no, I'm okay, man. And I'm really excited for people to hear those because what an emotional journey. Yeah. Oh, my soul. And anyway, how yeah, are you, I'm, sir? I'm pretty much the same, actually. Um, I must say, I don't think it was the smartest <laughs> idea to do it in the, in the dark. Um, <laughs> no, and then you got to tell them because they're not going to yeah. hear it on there. But at the end, Glenn's recording equipment got messed up. It's never happened. And ever. he didn't. <laughs> and he didn't touch anything. So yeah, my hands were yeah, on anything, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. It stopped recording uh, to the point, and it was actually quite a pivotal point. It was like someone yeah. did a nephew. I mean, you're not saying that, and just stopped it. Yeah. Um, it was really, really, yeah, a very important moment. And see if you can catch where Glenn edited his yeah, voice. Uh, yeah, it, but, it freaked me the F out anyway, uh, to the point if I just yeah. kept it and I was like, mm, I'll just start recording again and mention to Mike afterwards. Yeah, I don't want to say anything, but it stopped recording at that point. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Hey, folks, it is, I'm excited. I'm super excited for people to hear this because... It was a war, an emotional war, a physical war, and a, a, a technological yep, war. Yep, and so. the thing that got me, what was I thought would be a funny episode, turned into me scaring the crap out of myself for two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, it might, like, I'm so emotionally drained after that. Like, damn, yep. that was a lot. That was a lot. That was, like, a week's worth of, like, work and, like, hype and, like, week's worth of work, yep. like, condensed into two hours. So, I, yeah. yeah. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about the good doctor, not the good doctor, the doctor, because that's a yeah. show on American TV. But yeah, uh, I've been. You've been watching anything? Uh, what have I been watching? Um, on Netflix, uh, we mentioned Cursed. I gave it a review. Oh, I'll tell you what I've been rewatching. I did a little experiment. I've started rewatching Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones, which has you know massive fans. And everyone, of course, compares The Witcher to Game of Thrones. And um, I think Game of Thrones has actually been built up something much bigger than it is because I rewatched the first season and I've only just finished rewatching The Witcher's first season. Gotta say, quality wise, there's not a lot in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, everyone was like, Game of Thrones is the bar that's been set. And I'm like, mm, I'd say opening seasons, they're kind of on par. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I don't know. Uh, to me, there are three good episodes of Game of Thrones. Red Wedding, you know, and, like, it, it's fine. You know my stance. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of Game of Thrones at all. I mean, spoiler, everyone dies. Like, how do you get involved with that in such a convoluted mm -hmm. plot? Like, I don't know. But cool, so it's not as good as you remember it. Uh, no, it's, it's second still entertaining, time around. but it's, it's not as good as I okay. remember it. I'm not like, wow, this is incredible. It's just, oh, yeah, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this. Um... But I wasn't gripped by it. I mean, the effects haven't aged well at all. Not at all. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, that's a long time ago. I've been uh, I've been watching literally everything in Ed and Lorraine Warren's world. But I mean, uh, that took all week. But th this week, I mean, I just turned it on. It's um, Fear City, New York versus the Mafia. Okay. And it's all about the Mafia in the '70s in New York, and it's been. It's on Netflix. It's uh, three episodes at 45 minutes, which should be the preferred mm -hmm. length, if anything. Um, 
it's not bad. It's interesting. Um, and it, it, it really goes into the idea of how they put a stop to it with Giuliani. And, like, it is worth the time. I had it on kind of in the background. It's, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. But to be quite honest, I've been so consumed with everything supernatural that I really haven't had time to do anything other than the usual. But, um, yeah, I took this past week really just to get my head in a better space because with the whole doggy thing and uh, really just tried to give myself time to come back to normal. And it's just, you can't do that. So I've been really distracted playing Ghost of uh, Tsushima yep. the whole week. That's like really the, th the thing that kept me sane. And I don't even like it. I'll be honest with you, Glenn. I, I, it's not a great game. It's just, there's so much to do in it that it's kept me busy. And for that, I'm grateful. Mm. So you've been playing it a lot too. So I think... Yeah, you and I are both uh, at this. Let's chat about you it. You and I are both <laughs> at the same point in the yes, game. Yes, we are. Uh, and so far, I thought there was a um, yeah, there was a couple of good. Well, I wouldn't call them shocking plot twists, but enough to go. Okay, there was one. Yeah, there was. And it was it was good and it was well done. But um, let me ask you: Did you like do everything there is on to on that first island? No, because I did everything. No. Literally everything. There's nothing left on the map for me to okay. find. Okay. No, I'm just kind of bouncing around still. Um, Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, I need to put more hours game, into it, but the game is addictive. It is, and you know why I like it? It's like a checklist, and I'm not like a type A type of person. Like, I don't really find myself caring, but in this time of, like, I guess time-wasting for me, um, they make it so easy. Like, go here, do this, and the fast travel in this game is so good. It takes five seconds, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here. And the world is small enough that you can just go to where you need to go, and it doesn't take longer than ten seconds. So it, it provided me with checklists, with lots of fighting, with some terrible storylines, and some good mm -hmm. storylines. So, um, And I've unlocked all of the stances now, so I can fight in every stance. And I think that's the the title's really shining light is the combat for me. I mean, it's no different, but the options are there. So, um, I just can't believe I've sunk all those hours and now is part two out of three. Like, the length of this, it's now becoming a marathon. It's now becoming a chore to me. Like, uh, if I stopped playing now, I'd be totally happy with it, to be honest. But, you, you think it's addictive? Uh, I, think, coming back? I think the mission length's are perfect. No mission's longer than, say, 20 minutes. Um, yeah. and, and the game right. is beautiful. I find myself wandering off a lot. And I think, oh, yeah. I think the actual direction of the game, they got so spot on the kind of very cheesy over-the-top sword fights with the stylized Japanese music and these beautiful, mm -hmm. elegant movements as you do, saw, you do fight. Um, and I think that's what captures it, is the beauty of being a master with a sword and it's just put into a controller and yes. it's great. It really yeah, is. It, it definitely grew on me. It grew on me a lot this mm -hmm. week, you know. And last week, I know I was really skeptical about it. It's a good game. It's 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 an open world game. I don't think it's a Red Dead clone because, to be honest, it has its own language for you to mm -hmm. learn. Um, this is unlike any other open world game I've played because it really does it its own way. The whole stupid wind of uh, the mechanic of the next spot you have to go is shown to you by the wind. I've gotten used to. I've gotten used to uh, you know the area I'm playing in. It, it, I feel like. This has tried to push some boundaries, and it has. So I think it's a good game. Um, I just I, I can't care about the story. I really don't. Because, to be honest with you, Glenn, do you remember Mass Effect 2? Yes. Mass Effect 2 was a terrible game, but it was touted as one of the best in the series. The reason, in my brain, that it's a terrible game, all you did in that game was recruit your friends. Mm -hmm. That's it. That was the game. It's, hey, I need you to help me do this. Okay, and that was every mission. That's what I feel like Ghost of Tsushima is doing. Hey, can you help me fight this giant Mongol leader? Sure. Like, it's not a story. That's a. This is like a cult recruitment game. Mm. So I don't. I don't know. I, I just don't think the story's crap. But I think the game is uh, doing a lot of things right. So uh, I'm gonna play more this week. I'm gonna try and do more this week um, in general. But yeah. I thought that it's fine. You know so much more, but to me, it's just a good fighting game. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, it's like Samurai Street. Street yeah, Fighter. I, I think it's, it's it is a very it's a it's a very good game. Um, and I'm, it's not a perfect game. There's plenty of flaws in it, but it's it's kept me entertained more than any other game recently. So um, yeah, and it's the only thing out. So 
might as well play mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah, it's... Uh, so, yeah, so the other bit of news I've got is uh, Xbox Series X has announced they will not be supporting the Kinect. Any Kinect games do not work on the Series X, so uh, that is Microsoft essentially putting a bullet in the head of the Kinect. Uh, you don't For the say. best, for the worst. Was it a good thing? Was it a bad thing? What do you think? It was, it was terrible. It was terrible. Okay? That, that, uh, for those that don't know, when you bought Xbox, you had to buy the Kinect. Yep. The Kinect tracks your motion, and there was a whole conspiracy theory about, oh, well, they're watching you, just like, you know, with a webcam. Mm-hmm. They're watching you do everything. And it's like, it was useless. They forced us to buy it. No game supported it. And what did, it didn't work at all. Like, it was the most useless peripheral ever sold in the history of gaming. Mm -hmm. And mine sits, I I see it right now, it's collecting dust, I haven't used it. So, obviously, it took them a full console generation to say, you know what, that was a bad idea. Yeah, we all told you that day one. So, um, I'm happy they acknowledged it, but that's like, you know... And this, <laughs> analogy <yeah>. time. <laughs> Murdering 75 people over the course of 10 years and going, you know what, that was wrong. I probably shouldn't have done that. And that, yes, I'm relating murder to the connect. <laughs> That's how bad I think that <laughs> business decision was. So, sorry. I mean, they did. You could argue that the connect pushed the launch price up so much that it cost Xbox the, the last generation of console wars, really. Yeah. Uh, well, that and just terrible games, but yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it, it, yeah, it hasn't done them any favors at all. Yeah, no, whatever. I mean, it, it, it was a mistake. They learned from it. They're not doing it again. Just give us the console. <laughs> Goes back to, please, I don't... <laughs> that's what it was, Glenn. Yep. Please, just let me buy the console. I, I don't want this add-on that's going to track my motion and do all these things. Just give me what I'm asking yeah, for. No one does. What, don't... don't yeah, so uh, let's not go down that road again. Do you have a loaf of bread? No. Do you want a controller? No, I can't do it again. I'll lose my yeah. mind. So, uh, so, but what a great show we're going to talk about. Today. We are. And I don't know if you got me into it or, or who got me into it, but what a beautiful universe and what a sense of wonder Doctor Who is. How did you get into well, Doctor Who? Being, being British and all. Uh, it's in your blood. It's in our blood, but I'll be quite honest. Your mother's name was Doctor, your father's name was Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be quite honest. Uh, mine, mine doesn't stretch back to... I briefly remember the original stuff as a kid, uh, but not to the yep. point. I mean, I can remember thinking back then I didn't like it. I was like, this sucks. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, uh, that's me being honest. I can remember even uh, even as no. a small child, my little brain imagination didn't take over it. Just went, God, this stinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> but what actually got me into it is uh, it was my now now oldest son, who's eighteen. Uh, it was a thing we watched together. He was only three at the time, and uh, we just started watching mm-hmm. it. And I got more and more into it, and it became the thing that we watched. And we went through. Uh, one, two, three, four regeneration cycles together. Um, and it wow. was like checkpoints in his life. I've got photos of him actually standing in the TARDIS. Um, yeah, oh, wow. we went to the full Doctor Who experience. Uh, we, we've met Daleks, that kind of thing. We've done the Doctor Who tour. Went to the Doctor Who Live, where um, they were using holographic technology to bring Matt Smith alive on, scrays, on stage. Um, so, yeah, that, that was it. Um, and I think the really good thing about Doctor Who is it's a very emotional show and it knows how to get you in the heartstrings. It really does because everyone, everyone loves the idea of the, uh, you know, the Doctor's the last of his kind. He's the loneliest traveller in the galaxy. And I think everyone can relate to that, can't they? Um, you know, and there's always the big thing at the moment is that the regeneration speech. There has to be a big speech. Um, yeah. And that, that's the thing about it. So that, that's kind of how we got into it. It was just that, and that's the cycle we've gone through. Uh, how about you? I don't know, man. I know I started... I didn't start with the old ones, okay? Mm-hmm. I started when... Our first, the, with the reboot, yep. okay? With the Ninth Doctor. That's, that's where it all started. I watched that when it came out, 
And I was hooked. Like, that was it. Like, the first episode is not like an introduction to Doctor Who. It throws you right into the action. As if, like, you've been a part of this the whole time and you didn't even know it, which I loved. And it was great. Like, and from there, I've watched literally every episode as it aired in real Mm -hmm. time. So, um, I forget when it was done. Uh, Um, Eccleston was 2005. So, yeah. Yeah. that or I caught up with it. My memory is not good, but I know that I've watched every episode of the new ones. I've also watched some of the old ones, and I can uh, testify that they're still not great. They're great for nostalgia. Mm-hmm. They're great if you want to see a different doctor, but they don't hold up to my limited knowledge because I c- caught on with this new series yep. of doctors. So, But I think you nailed it. There is something about the show that just rips your heart out. It has the emotional impact to really tell a phenomenal story and some really crap stories as well um, within the span of an hour and make you feel yeah. um, it's just good television, man. And it's such a clever idea. So can you like just explain to, to people that maybe don't know, like what is the idea of the doctor? Uh, okay. And like, what is a regeneration? So let, Let's know? go through the doctor. So the old series was uh, there, there are species, they're, they're the Gallifreyans and it, there's a, there's like a two caste system. You've got the Time Lords and you've got the everyone else. So the Time Lords are the literally the Lords of Time. You're taken there. You study time travel. You're basically like the overseers of time. So that's the old Doctor. He had plenty of other Time Lords to knock about with. Um, everyone picks a name. You must never ever tell someone your real name. You go by your your adopted name. Anyway, in the reboot, we find ourselves the Doctor's the last of his species. There's been something called the Time War. Everyone was wiped out. The doctor's just left and he's a very angry man. Uh, he's kind of come in. Um, and so basically he's a wanderer through the universe with a time machine that doesn't work properly. Doesn't really take him where he needs to go or wants to go. It takes him where hmm. he needs to go. And he picks up strays along the way uh, that go on adventures with him. And they're, they're, they're used as our viewpoint into the universe because they're always human. And that's how we see the adventure. We're the, we're the traveler with the doctor. So that's the thing. And uh, they actually came up with a clever way of flipping the character when the actor retires from the role and it's called regeneration. Um, it was a technique that was coined back in the 60s when they did the swap over there. And basically the doctor has um, 13 life cycles. So he has 12 regenerations, 13 lives. And at the end of each one, he goes out in a literal ball of glory and regenerates into the next actor. Um, and there's a whole thing around just re- like regenerations of it. It's just this whole subculture of it. Um, and I can remember no one was quite sure what regeneration was, whether it was the same man or anything. And I think it was the David Tennant episode. And it was his uh, The End of Time episode where he explains it to Wilf in the cafe. And he explains the regeneration as I will die Another man will walk away with my memories, and that's all I'll be. And that was absolutely heartbreaking to hear that, just the idea that, you know, you could be replaced, uh, but someone would have your memories, but it wouldn't be you. Um, And it's just that, and that's a a lovely idea as well, that they're basically explaining why you get this different personality come through, because it's another man. They've been rejigged around, and you're just a a series of memories in there. Um, So, yeah, regeneration is a way of literally changing over the actor um but also quite a cool plot device as well yeah no it's it's like a brain in a jar yeah you know it, it i think i think it's a great idea but all right i'm just gonna ask you yep. straight up best doctor go uh well personally Eccleston. yes okay absolutely i see i can respect yep. that great me is ten. yep i do i think so, I respect um, that as well let's talk about these doctors okay because um Listen, we could do a 30-part episode on this. This is We're just shooting the breeze yeah. here. Um, so, Eccleston, why'd you, why is he your he, favorite? Was, it, uh, was he your first? No. Like, is that why? No, um, yeah, he wasn't okay. my first, but I thought, he, I thought he brought such a range to the role. Um, really? Yeah, I really okay. did. I thought, you know, he went from crazy to this guy who's embittered. I mean, you've only got to watch the episode um, Dalek. When he first sees the Dalek, oh, yeah. and it's in the dark, and he realizes what it is, and you just see hatred come out of the man. This guy who's going around spewing about how fantastic the universe is, 
and you know he sees something that's he hates and you just see him flip at the end and it's just pure um you know he's just basically uh he's not he's not even entertaining the idea that this thing could be anything else other than something he hates it's it's bigger he turns into a, a massive bigger doesn't he um yeah. absolute hatred towards it. and it was just that episode i was like jesus this guy's really really good he's really good at this because i i do genuinely believe he hates that <laughs> that tin can um so, you know, <laughs> he, he, he's working there and he's basically acting with a stalk that's looking around at him mocking it and you can just see it's meant to be this evolved being and he's he's lower than a human at this point he's just like no i'm gonna kill you and every single one <laughs> like you um and it was just that i just i just like i just thought he was the perfect person to introduce you to doctor who and he he's he's not the lightest actor anyway he's quite a quite a thespian actor um, but I thought his range of who he was playing, um, he was playing someone that is very, very, very scarred before you've got the slightly more joyful tenant. And also, yeah. Eccleston, I think he had the absolute, my favourite regeneration of his uh, yeah. with the whole, you know, you know, you were fantastic and so was I. And then, yeah. snap, he's just David Tennant and they carry on the show. I, I thought I liked that approach rather than the massive grandiose regenerations. Um, yeah, yeah, they've gotten bigger and bigger and bigger because it, the show is blown up. I yeah. mean, Eccleston was my first doctor and he was the doctor. Like, I was not aware of the Doctor Who, her, yep. oh God, Doctor Who universe. So, um, I didn't know that he was going to regenerate. I didn't know that. And when that happened, I thought he was dead. Yeah. I'm like, who? And this happens every time there's a regeneration. It's in someone online made a beautiful diagram of it. First, you you see it, you get really angry. It's like the five stages of grief, which I know a lot about yeah. these days. Like, I, you get angry, you get depressed, then you know you give in to it. Um, I hated it. I hated Tenant. At first, I'm like, no, this isn't Eccleston. Mm -hmm. Like, th that was my doctor. And within three episodes, I fell in love. Like, that, I don't know. To me, Tennant was the most diverse, the most witty, the most likable, and portrayed the, the most emotion mm -hmm. out of all the doctors. I mean, Eccleston was a chameleon. He could do anything in, like, he was more animated than Tennant, I think. Um, in terms of just like physically and on screen, he was always, like he had the facial expressions yeah. down. Tenant, Tenant can be so serious as well. I mean, Tenant, in my opinion, has the best episodes out of all the Doctors. I mean, best episode of all time, Blink. Ah, oh, yeah, like, what an episode. If if you've never seen Doctor Who, I would say watch Blink. Like that, that is such an incredible episode with the statues and everything i mean all of his i'm looking at him now he led so many iconic um episodes throughout his time there it's just i don't know i'm at a loss for words that man could go and murder kittens and i'd still love him Okay, mm -hmm. like the, he did such a phenomenal job, and I've watched Broadchurch. I've watched everything in that universe that I could to understand him, and he's a thespian as yeah. well. Like brilliant guy, brilliant. And you know way more about all these actors than I do. But Tennant was something really special. In when like I cried during his regeneration. I was so upset that that era was over, but I'm so grateful we got th like four seasons with him. Like. Nothing will ever come close to his run for mm -hmm. me. I mean, I would love to go back and just rewatch them all. The problem with Doctor Who is you really can't. There's no real place you can go find it um, in its entirety. But that's a whole other thing. But Tenant, my favorite Doctor, my favorite episodes, and yeah. Also so. had the best opening line as a Doctor as well. I think. Yeah. Well, that? Oh, new teeth. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, it's just his delivery. When I think of Doctor, I think of him. Yeah, I think uh... that like he's the first that comes to mind, and that's like my Doctor. Everyone has their own Doctor, and that for him, for me, it's just like that's it, man. 
that man like killed the role in every way possible. And I hated his companions, which we'll get into, but like he made it worth watching. Yeah, he he really did. I mean, um, God, he had the best stuff with the master as well. Oh yeah, he he really like, did. Um, you know that that episode's worth watching as well. The whole um, yes, you know, you are not alone. And the bit when when you know um, Derek Jacoby who's playing the old master, who's aged and basically wiped his memories and just forgotten who he is to hide away. Mm. And that bit at the end when he opens the watch and you, you see him suddenly realizing who he is. And then, um, yeah, and then John Sims, like, just a giggling lunatic master. Um, you know, I mean, David Tennant's David you... trying to explain to him, the time war's over, it's not about this. He's just like, bye! <laughs> <laughs> See, like, it boggles my mind, man. Like, you have such an incredible memory. Like, thinking back to Doctor Who, all I remember is, like, Blink, um, Day of the Doctor... Yeah. And that's really it. Like, I, I, maybe it's because I binge them. You know, I did watch them, like, every week, but I also did, like, binge mm-hmm. them all at once. But my memory's not that great with all this. It's just, like, I look at each Doctor, and I have a very specific feeling that arises. With Eccleston, it's just pure mm-hmm. joy. With Tennant, it's just pure wonder. Now, let's get to the next one, which I have a lot to say about, is um, Matt mm-hmm. Smith. Um, thoughts? Okay. What did you uh, think of Matt, Matt Smith? Matt Smith, my, my, my dad had the best phrase about Matt Smith I've ever heard. He went, now that's a bloke I can believe he's alien. Just based on his looks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, dude, that's amazing. Yeah, I, actually, I actually really liked Matt Smith. Um, I thought he was, I thought he had some duff scripts. He did have some duff scripts, some strange directing, but he did actually put in some really good performances in some of it. Um, he was definitely the more child-friendly doctor, I think. Yeah, and and that's it. I hate Matt Smith. Not as a person, as the yeah. doctor. I thought he was the worst doctor. I, I really disliked watching every episode. I just couldn't take him seriously. Upon reflection, and like after I was stopped being on my soapbox, I said, this is so good. This is such a different approach because you know what? He is the reason why a lot of kids started watching mm-hmm. Doctor Who. In school, when he, when I was working and he regenerated, those kids were watching. Those kids would come in and say, bow ties are cool. I have a fez. And I would say, I think it's the dumbest thing ever, but if you're watching Doctor Who, that's all mm-hmm. I care about. Well, obviously not all, but man, like, he did so much for children in, in a way of... I hate to say it, dumbing down the doctor and making him silly and likable that I hated him, but he appealed to almost everyone. Like, you liked him. Everyone really likes him. My my very good friend, that's his favorite doctor. And I go, really? Over Tenon? Over mm. everyone? And, like, I just, I don't know. He did have solid episodes, but the writing wasn't great, yeah. and I didn't... I just didn't like the whole attitude of bow ties are cool. I'm the man. I'm the doctor. Huh? Like he was a cool doctor. I think of the doctor as a, a witty, weird British or Scottish person. Um, and he was trying to play it cool and he did, but that's not what the other 13 doctors did. So I don't know. I struggle with it. I, I have to like rewatch them, but he was not pleasant to sit through all those seasons with like do you have any memorable experiences with matt smith um were there any no because i I think uh the problem with matt smith and a lot of people will just go oh no this is bashing more poor moffat is i think he had the poorer showrunner um you know russell davis you could he was a very energetic writer uh, and mm-hmm. you can see that with Tennant's performances, there's a lot of energy in that, whereas Moffitt's a bit more reserved. And I think, yeah, Mo- I, I don't think that worked that well. And he, he tried to weave in a lot of his own creation, like the River Song stuff. River Song was oh. interesting. She was interesting it was. in one episode when she met Tennant and she said, I've yeah. seen all your faces. And you didn't need yeah. to fill that in. That's just like, that's a woman from his future. You know, she and yeah. she's giving hints with the whole book of the TARDIS, and she's like, "You're mm-hmm. so young, this is the youngest I've ever seen you." Um, 
that's all you needed from her. You didn't need to find out that the doctor married her, that it was a long lost oh, daughter thing, of yeah, his no. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she can regenerate too. It became fat. <laughs> it's like it a Game of Thrones episode. Matt Smith, I think. Um, yes. That was the problem. Is But that did so much. Yeah. That did so much for so many people. But, like, hardcore people watching it were, were had more problems with Muffet than with mm. Smith. You know, like, and I'll give you that. You know, maybe he didn't have the best writing, okay? But, I don't know. I, I don't care about the writer. I care about the doctor, you know? And, like, I'm judging it off the doctor, not the writing. And I guess that's where my disconnect lies because I just couldn't relate. I couldn't do it. But now there are hundreds of kids that watch Doctor Who religiously, you know? So, ugh. It, whatever. Matt Smith did his job and he did his job well. Doesn't mean I have to like yeah. it. But then we got in in my number two, hands down, Capaldi. Mm-hmm. Have you watched him? Like, thoughts? Yeah, no, I anything? think Capaldi, uh, he's, he's a genuinely great actor, Peter Capaldi. Um, yes, he is. Again, very, very great performance and kind of restored back to what one of the yes. original doctors is like really is an eccentric old man in a box um but it did suffer from writing again i do think it did very heavily and that's the first time i really mm-hmm. noticed it because i as opposed to matt smith who i had no clue about i know peter capaldi is a great yeah. actor like and if it's falling flat it's not his fault. And I know that sounds really hypocritical, but Matt Smith isn't as good an actor as Peter Cabaldi. I'm sorry. No, it's just not. Definitely like, not. But, but he was believable. Like, Capaldi sold the crap script, and I, he put a whole nother depth, like, even deeper than Tennant, mm-hmm. I thought, to everything. He really put his heart into that, and he was believable. He was the most believable doctor out of all the new ones, I think. He was the one that I said, I truly believe you are the Doctor and you embody this character. Like, he sold it, mm-hmm. man. And his episodes with the Vikings and everything, like, eh. But he was a pleasure to watch. Like, really, really incredible. So, and it was, I found out about him about a month or two before he was announced. But did you know about Capaldi way before this? I'm assuming yeah, yes, Yeah, right? they announced it on the actual BBC. Um, I watched that. Yeah, it's like, it. oh, that's the thing that annoyed me about, um, like, I wasn't aware Chris Eccleston was regenerating. Um, ah. And it was that level of surprise they robbed of you. That it's just like, yeah, this is their last episode. It's like, why don't you just not tell people and just let it run? Yeah, no, you're right. They make a really big, like, in, in, guess why? Matt Smith. You know, he blew that show up. Yep. And now he was on social media as the doctor. He was doing everything as the doctor online. Now it became this whole new thing with millions of people tuning in as opposed to before where Tennant and Eccleston, eh, not so much. Now you had all these kids turning in and now they turned it into the MTV Music Awards. Like literally two hours of just, well, the new doctor will be announced at the end of the show. Make sure you don't leave. And the whole show was terrible. Mm -hmm. And then they announced it and like he came out and I'm like... Who are you? Oh, yeah, I remember you. You're going to be amazing. But Matt Smith changed the game. He changed the way Doctor Who is viewed in terms of the public, in terms of how he interacts on social media and everything. Granted, Capaldi did lots more uh, videos than social media. He would always be giving interviews. But I I don't know, man. He's my number two, I think. I mean, he's up there. He's so good. And then everything changed. Literally everything. Literally. And Jody, uh, how do you say her last name? Whit- Whitaker, Whitaker, yeah. There we go. And I knew her from Broadchurch. Yep. And um, we got to talk about that sometime too. But I love, I, I hated her on Broadchurch. Hated mm-hmm. her. She was just this miserable old <laughs> not old miserable woman always complaining and i could barely understand her and i don't know if you remember when they announced it glenn but the trailer now we get trailers first it was a talk show now this was a worldwide premiere of who the next doctor was and they put it on youtube and i remember watching that trailer do do you remember the trailer walking through the forest and then yeah that's it 
And I remember watching the reactions of all the people, and there are two camps, and it's, it, it makes me so upset. But I was so happy. A, because I finally knew her. I'm like, hey, it's the girl from Broadchurch. I'm like, <laughs> I, I actually know the doctor. And B, it's a woman. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, if you, they're doing it for the sake of it being, I, I, it was just so nice. And to see a familiar face, to have this sense of wonder of, oh my God, everything has changed. What's going to happen now? Like, I didn't get that with any other doctor. It's just like, oh, it's another couple seasons. Now we have a female lead with her own style, yep. and her style is ridiculous. Like, I am such a big fan of her. Um, and I, I don't know if you've watched any of her yeah, episodes. Yeah, I've seen a few of them. She's, I, she is good. Um, I don't particularly like the fact she's got, like, the Scooby gang with her. Um, that's every, But that's every yeah. companion ever, man. And, you know, like, her companions, I can, I can relate to. Um I love her. I think it's the best thing that's happened to who in a while. It, and if if they got children with Smith, they got the female audience with her, or the ones that weren't on board already, especially with yeah. kids. I, I had a kid in my class cosplay as her on a day that wasn't Halloween. Like, straight up came into school dressed as the female doctor, because she loved her on, like, a Tuesday. I'm like, are you who I think you are? She's like, yep. I'm like, well, that's incredible. So it, it, it's amazing. I, I, I don't know what's next, but the vitriol and hatred that came through the fandom when she was announced, oh, it's a woman. There goes the show. It's like, are you serious? Like, th she got so much hate that she had to jump off of social media for a while. Like, this poor woman. And, like, she was so good about it, man. She's like, listen, I'm watching everything of Doctor Who. I grew up as a fan. I, you know, I'm doing everything humanly possible that mm -hmm. I can. So, it, I don't know. Sorry, I'm talking so much. But, like, I, I love her. I think it's great. I think she's a great doctor. And this is exactly what the show needed. And I'm excited for the next season. So... How, how many seasons Oof. do you think she's got in her? Because normally it's about three, isn't it, for most people? Three or four. Yeah, three or four, which is fine. You know, and again, there hasn't been a memorable one. But there, you know what Doctor Who has? Every Doctor has a memorable mm -hmm. speech, as you said. And out of all of them, Capaldi's wins, in my opinion. Yeah, the, the be I mean, kind. <laughs> yeah, oh, just rip my heart out. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that was. I thought the uh, I thought the shot of his ring falling off as well because he had quite an iconic ring on his yeah. finger. It's just like, yeah, that's the old, that's gone. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know the speech, the the the, the end speech, and uh, I, I do actually think, I think you know the, the one I've rewatched the most has been Tenants Regeneration, and uh, oh, it's yeah. just those those four words, isn't it? Five words that I don't want to go. And, yeah, uh, that just it really does. Up. And he he sells that regeneration like he's being murdered, like yeah, it, it is painful. It like I oh, like you just bring it up, I'm like almost in tears. Mm. It's like the saddest thing you could watch, because you're invested in a character, you know. And most shows, Glenn, you don't lose the characters. Like that's the whole mm. idea, that. You're watching a show, you know what's coming next week, who's coming next week, but the fact that they, to every three, couple of years, they, they take this away from you and allow another to come in its place, it, it really messes with me, at least as a viewer. It's like, God, I was so attached. I mean, and, and yeah. it's, it's a really good idea, and it, you move on and you go through the cycle again. I can remember, remember Tenants Regeneration. Mm -hmm. it, was, um, it was New Year, it was uh, New Year's Eve Regeneration, so they had the two-parter. The end of time part mm. one, the end of time part two. And I was at my, I was around my family's and there were about 12 of us. And we put this episode on and every single eye in that room was glued to David Tennant regenerating out. Yep. Absolutely. And it was yep. silence. You could, you could have dropped a pin and you had that beautiful score as well for that episode as well. The, um, is oh, it, yeah. The, I mean, the music ethereal is... Ethereal and angelic with the... Oh, oh yeah. As he, like... <laughs> That's what I think of when I think of ethereal and angelic, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And that was it. And the fact it had been 
choreographed, um, you know, foretold so much with the whole, you know, he will knock four times. That, that beautiful episode, the whole he will knock four times. And they did the whole yeah. thing with a master with all the time, like the rapping, yeah. and you think it's him. Yeah. And it's not, it's Wilf. And at the end, he's like, everything's saved. And you just hear this behind him as he's tapping on the glass. Yep. And then you see the doctor realise, and he's like, shit, I've got a, I've got a dye here. And you're like, oh my God, that was so clever. <laughs> yeah. See, like, I, I, you pick up on so much more of that. I have to rewatch and, like, really pay attention. Because it, 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 the universe is so huge within this world. And, like, there's, it's some really smart mm-hmm. writing. Some really smart writing. So... I was wondering if we could talk about the companions. Yes, let's, let's go for a it. Bit. So, we got Rose Tyler, um, B- Billy Piper, um, for the ninth. Rose, I mean, that that forever, she will forever be, like, my favorite companion. Yeah. How did you yeah, feel Yeah, no, I, I loved her. I absolutely loved her. Um, you know, she was, she was our first viewpoint in there. She went through... Two doctors, oh, I suppose two point five if you include a crossover with Matt Smith and David Tennant. Um, yes. Yeah, no, she was she was the companion, wasn't she? She set the bar for all the other companions to follow. Yeah. And oh, I mean, I had such a crush on her. Jesus, what a beautiful soul! Mm-hmm. But she she was just she's the right balance to every doctor. Like she complimented them so well, and um. She was unique, and I feel that companions have lost their uniqueness throughout the subsequent doctors. So, but she was incredible. Um, then for Tennant, we had Rose, yep. um, and we had a whole bunch. There was a lot, and I'm going through the names and going, I don't remember a damn one of these. But the one that keeps coming up is Captain Jack, John Barrowman. Yep. Got his own show as well. And he, well, as he should. I mean, he, what a phenomenal actor. I mean, he, he, the guy's just ridiculous. So. But I want to come to my other one, who, at, at the mm-hmm. time, I wasn't the biggest fan, and it's Amy Pond and Rory Williams. So Karen Gillan yeah. and Arthur Darby. She's one Dar- of the Billy. most beautiful women I've ever seen. I met her. Ah, yeah, and she's that's the other thing. Uh, just so lovely. She seems to be just a lovely person. She was the nicest human being. So. Story time, quick. Uh, I went to the local Comic Con and she was there. And, you know, to get an autograph was 60 bucks. Fine. Like, and that's cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, I go to these conventions all the time and, like, autographs from people of that stature can be, like, in the hundreds yeah. of dollars. So, 60 bucks, I was happy. So, I was the only one online. Um, and, like, the line, quote unquote, went out the door. Like, for her. Like, I don't know. It was like fate. <laughs> And I'm standing there because I wanted to be the first one, and here she comes. And she's, like, still setting up all her stuff, and the guy's like, all right, go over. I'm like, okay, man. I'm like, hey, how are you? She's like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm just getting my stuff here. It's really hot. Like, how are you doing? And she, like, asked about my day. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, you're the best. I'm like, I didn't even get to talk about Doctor Who. The whole interaction lasted maybe 30 seconds. But she was just like... Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for spending the money. Thank you for your time. And, like, just the most beautiful human being. I didn't get... And maybe that's her shtick. But, like, I didn't get to say a word. Besides, I had a good day. It's very hot out. Thank you so much for all you've done. And beautiful. But, like, super down to earth. And... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I've never met someone Scottish who's not down to earth, to be honest. They're all, they're all just the friendliest people on the planet. Well, I, that's my first Scottish person, but she was awesome, man. But oh, on the show, I hated her. <laughs> on, you know, not her so much, Roy. Yeah. I hated him so much. Why, Glenn? Like, were you a fan? Um, I felt sorry for him more than anything. I was just like, oh, man, why are you yes. hanging around with her? She's horrible. Yeah, those two together, I just couldn't. Mm. In like that made it 10 times worse for me like watching Matt Smith with Rory it's like and they had one episode I forget the episode but it was like Rory has to stand guard of a tomb for 10,000 years yeah yeah, that was the episode wasn't it yeah and that that was one of the best episodes I remember that one I love that episode but that's where I really felt for Rory like he was really good at the pity card because he was such a maybe that is 
like a commendation for his acting, but it's just someone you love to hate, mm-hmm. I guess. So, but she, yeah, yeah, uh, Amy was yeah, good. Uh, yeah, she she was good. She had her own her own um, yeah set skill set of skills, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, there, there was a few yeah a few questionable things in that run of the season run though. Uh, the doctor, a lot. Um, like the fact that when he first met her, she was a child, and then she's uh, yep. in the future, and it's like, why didn't you just go back to when you promised to see her? <laughs> you got yeah. a freaking time machine. <laughs> um, no, no, that, and that goes to plot. Yeah, that's like, it. It's, uh, it's the plot, but that's the thing, the that unreliable time machine, that's the thing. Um, yeah, and like, it, it's smart. It, it's a, The premise is like rock solid. Yep. And there's so much room to mess up and retcon and go back and fix and, you know, but then it it gets to the point like where they're retconning the Mm -hmm. retcon, you know, like it's so, the universe is so thick that, you know, sometimes they step on their their own toes, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, What did you think about um, Catherine Tate? Who the hell Uh, is that? She was the ginger one who was quite mouthy. Oh. She was with David Tennant after uh, Billy Piper. I, I hated her. But you know what? Again, it's the Rory syndrome. Like, I hated her so much, but she was adorable in her own kind of way. Like, she's a silly, stupid, you know, like, she's like a dumber Rose, I guess. You know, like, she was just run around and always get into mischief. She was fine. As an actress, she was brilliant. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, it, I had no problem. Why? What's no, I loved her. I thought, I thought she was great. Oh, okay. Um, I remember when they they first announced she was coming back, and I was like, "Really?" Because uh, she I was obviously the Runaway Bride was when she first appeared in the Christmas special, and yeah, the fact yeah. that she, you know, she had some of the best episodes together, those two. Yeah, no, it, it, that was very good chemistry. Mm. They were awesome, and now Clara Oswald by Jenna Coleman. <sighs> she, I mean, she was a very good companion. And she pulled off a lot. I mean, absolutely beautiful human being in every sense. And a really good actress. So. I wasn't a fan. <laughs> really? <No. laughs> Why? I just, I just didn't gel with her. Um, okay. I, think, I think she worked she... better with uh, Peter Capaldi than Matt Smith. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. The um, episode with the crow is like... Oh, one of the best episodes written with Edgar Allan yep. Poe. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I think she works a okay. lot better with Peter Capaldi than Matt Smith. I think the problem is um, she could have carried the show with Matt Smith. Um, mm-hmm. He just kind of thought, well, she's probably on the same par as him. She's got the same level of presence as him, whereas Capaldi, um, he had this complete authority uh, on the screen that you you were firmly yeah. felt put in your place by him, whereas those two, it was... Um, I think she just well, felt like he, oh. he was a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, and, like, his other companions, uh, I am not a fan of. Nardol. Yep. And Bill, Bill Potts. I mean, Bill, like, uh, she, I, I could buy into her somewhat, mm-hmm. but the Nardole character for me, like, he was just... It didn't work. It didn't work for me. I, I felt no attachment, and every time he was on screen, I, I went to my phone. Yeah. So, you know, in the Thirteenth Doctor, she she has Graham O'Brien is uh, by Bradley Walsh. Incredible. Like I love him. He is brilliant. If have you seen? Him? Yeah, you know yeah, I know he about? is. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's, he's pretty much playing exactly who he is as a person. Yeah, and I like him. He's like that's when I think of a British dad, that's what I yeah, think. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Um what okay. did you think of uh, Martha Jones? Martha Jones. Uh not much because you, you gotta give me context because I have the memory she, of a turn. She followed she's basically the season three companion. She followed Billy Piper and Billy clocked out. And she was in it for one season and one season only. Uh, she gave the no doctor memory. the phone and said, "If I ever call this, you come back." I and then, no yeah, uh, no, no, she was she was pretty good. Okay, uh, I, I don't, I gotta rewatch, man. But uh, the one now, Ryan Sinclair, uh, like by Toss and Cole, I just can't. Like, 
I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. So, but uh, the companions can make or break it yeah. for me. How about you? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they can. I see. I, I think I'm personally more of a fan of just the Doctor and one companion. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like all these multiple ones. And like, I'm looking at the list here, and <laughs> I mean, the first Doctor, the very first Doctor, had two, four, six, eight. Ten, tw- close to 10 companions yep. and um as we get to this the ninth he only had three tenant had a ton donna noble i think that's who mm-hmm. we were talking about yeah he had a lot 11 didn't ha- had five they were all not good 12 had four and 13 has yep. three so they're going down maybe by the time we get to 15 there'll be one but i think one is where it shines because then you can really build a relationship when you have so many other companions on screen with their own problems and this yes it gives it more time for the story more direction for the story to go in weird places but the whole premise of the show does that naturally you don't need to add more people in to make the show diverse or weird like that's the premise of the freaking Mm -hmm. show so i don't know but um Who's next as a doctor? Who who would let's have some fun with the last couple of minutes. Who do you want to see as a doctor? Like personally, I want to see like Mr. T. Do you know uh not really, but <laughs> as a as a doctor, uh I want to see you as the doctor. No, do you know there there was a guy <laughs> and he's 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 been kicked around a lot as the doctor. Um I can't remember his name. Let me just have a look. Hang on. He's okay. um, and basically he's I, he's one of those actors you go God I can see that guy as the Doctor, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah his name is hang on and he's been touted so many times for it that you kind of go is he as uh, Patterson Joseph I kind of know who you're talking Patterson yep. Joseph I feel like they got the name back yeah like it should be <laughs> Joseph Patterson. I've never seen this human being. Oh uh, no, he's he's because quite he's a famous British actor. And he's quite a famous British actor. Um, but okay. honestly, I've seen him in quite a few things, and he's a really diverse guy. And uh, they have said okay. several times that, oh yeah, he's tipped to be the new Doctor, tipped to be the new Doctor. And I'm like, I could definitely see him doing it. I really could. Um, yeah. See, you guys, it, I find it so interesting because, like, you guys have, you have some great actors, man. Like, you really do. And you guys seem to know, it. like, over here, at least for me, I don't, whenever they announce a new Doctor, I, I'm always like, I don't know who that is. Let me Google them furiously. So, um, what did you think? Patterson Joseph. What did you think about when um, the governor played the Doctor? Uh, do you remember? Yeah, oh, I remember. I remember, and you know what, like, it's a sigh of... It was good because I was stuck on that uh, Walking Dead mm-hmm. universe as well, and I, I thought he did a great job. Man. Yeah, he did a really great job. His episodes were like solid. It was, and he's just. A, it comes down to, can you act? Great. Can you fit into the Doctor Who universe? Yeah. Great. The, the crazy so, thing was, I'll tell you about this episode. Right, it's um, yeah. It was. It was basically. He was, he was a man who, he wasn't the Doctor, but he'd absorbed some of the Doctor's memory and thought he was in the in the Victorian mm. era episode. And the, the Doctor thought he was a future regeneration, um, weirdly. Um, yeah. But, yeah, basically, uh, I can remember seeing a, a photo. And they said, all right, they were filming this episode. And they're like, oh, here's the first photo of the um, Christmas episode coming up. And it was David Morrissey who plays... The fake doctor standing next to David Tennant, and they they yeah. didn't give any inclination who he was playing. But I took one look at that photo, looked at how he's dressed. I went, "He's playing a doctor," and that was it. I just mm-hmm. knew straight away. I was like, "He's playing a doctor." Yeah, I can just tell just from this one photo. Um, and it was such a shame because I thought it was. I know they've done it now, but I thought they were going to foreshadow an actual doctor, and they were just going to cast him like five seasons later and just say. Now you're playing the doctor, um, yeah. But they didn't. It was it was a slightly different thing. Um, but how do you feel about what they've done recently with Jodie Whittaker's character? And she's actually met her future self. Do you think that? Do you think that's something they are going to go through with and eventually cast this woman I, as a doctor, I, or do you think it's just chucked in there as a thing? I sure as hell hope so, because that second doctor was one of the best 
on-screen actresses that I've ever seen. Uh, there was one episode, and she just stole the show, man. So, But that changed the game, dude. Like, I remember talking to a student about it. I'm like, did you get to the part where the entire universe implodes? And I don't mean, like, within the show. I mean, like, everything's changed. She's like, no. I'm like, your homework tonight, my dear, is to get up to that, okay? And, like, I, I haven't obviously seen her in a while but yeah no that changed the game i'm a big fan of it i'm psyched to see where it's gonna go but like it literally changed the whole universe just like jody did like this season is doing things that other seasons haven't and really are diving into the fan theories like head on they're like oh you you didn't understand this let's dive deep into this I'm a big fan. How about you? Do you think it's smart? Do you think they're going to touch uh, on um, it? Yeah, I, I hope they do. I think it would be... I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing who's coming up as long as you explain it in a decent story. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... in the story was beautiful. And I, I'm in love with that actress, whoever she is. Like, she just had, like, this <laughs> warmly grandmother feel, which uh, we haven't had from a doctor, let alone, you know, this all opens up to the female doctor, which, uh, you know, I'm all for, I don't, all, I remember the feeling now, and it's coming back to me. I don't care if you have a female, a male, mm-hmm. black, what, I don't care who you cast, as long as it's the right choice for the doctor. Yeah. As long as they do the right thing, but to, in, in, this I know I'm going to get a lot of crap. But if you're picking it just because it's a woman, that's bad. If you're picking it just because it's a man, that's bad. Don't do it for the sake of political correctness. Do it for what's right for the absolutely. Woman. Yeah, I, I totally you agree. Um, and they have, and I'm so happy they did. Like. I, it's too long, you know, without a woman doctor. Fine, like, I agree. But they got the right woman. And I think that's what's so important. And the next doctor, do the same thing. Find the right person, regardless. And if the next doctor is, I don't know, um, a sloth, and it's the right ha- actor, go for it. Like, they, they haven't let us down yet, I don't think. Yeah. And I don't think No, I, I don't think so. I mean, one of my favorite bits about... Um... One of my favourite things about Doctor Who is the 50th special when Matt Smith goes to the art gallery and he meets Tom Baker mm. there, uh, who's yes. the curator. And, you know, there's a suggestion that he's a future version who's retired and he's just wearing a familiar old face, one of his old favourite faces. Yeah. And you've got the whole thing of who knows, the tap of the nose, the what's out there. So uh, it is nice when they, they do touch in like like those kinds of things. I know it's done p- purely for fan service, but um, yeah, it's just, uh, that's the beauty about this character. He's, he's, he, she, it can literally be anything and anyone. Anything. Um, it, yeah. It, I think it's great. That's Day of the Doctor, I think. Yeah, that's it. That was the episode. Yeah, brilliant episode. And like, and, and they do it right, man. There's always a Christmas episode, a holiday episode, and it's always multiple doctors meeting. Mm. Like, it's always an extraordinary event. Like, they've created such a universe. And we didn't really touch on the writers. Um, we can keep uh, going. I've got, I've got time. Uh, it's up to you. You're way more knowledgeable. All I know is that people hate yeah, him. People, people, you know? people hate him. Uh, he's, he's mixed, um, you know, because I think, I think the problem with him is he was too much of a fan. Uh, okay. I do think that was the problem with him because... Um, I can remember reading an interview with him, and, and he's he's a very good he is a good writer. He's written Dracula, the recent Dracula, one of my most favourite things ever. Uh, fav, one of my favourite oh, interpretations yeah. of Dracula ever, and he was responsible for some of it that. It is good. Um, you know, he wrote Sherlock as well, and you know, but it was geeky things like you know, the, do you remember Paul McGann, the Doctor who was before David uh, Chris Eccleston? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they managed to film his regeneration, and he literally said, I only did it to get the box set of regenerations. That's all he wanted. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're too much of a fan. You didn't need that guy back for that. Um, yeah. No, it's, it, it, it did not seem to have helped. I mean, I, and I get it. Like, what could he do? He was writing crap. You know, it's in the fans, especially these fans, as you can tell, are passionate. So... He was not loved. No, he, he really wasn't. Um, 
yeah, so, but I think Russell T. Davis and, um, you know, I actually read that guy's book and he's got a book and all it is, is a series of emails with a writer edit the book and this is him emailing back and forth and they're talking about stuff and he's taking you through how he writes Doctor Who and <coughs> it does show sometimes, but he was literally making up as he went and he could do draft, 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 draft. It didn't have a synopsis in his head, he just wrote stories and that was it. And I think that energy you saw in the scripts a lot because you could tell it was fresh and raw. Uh, yeah. It wasn't an overarching plot. And he, he would say, like, he literally just scribbled little bits what he wanted to happen, very loose, and it was very organic how he weaved through. Um, yeah, uh, I thought he was he was he was pretty good. I, I quite like his stuff because of, you know, he had some excellent lines in there. He really did. Um, and I, I don't think he was too sentimental. That's the thing. I think Moffat suffered from too much sentiment. Mm. You know, yeah. Uh, I, I think the Doctor was, uh, you know, he wasn't a saviour figure. He wasn't seen as this Christ-like figure. He was just a flawed man. He was trying to like scrabble yeah. through the universe kind of thing, whereas he evolved into this Christ-like figure that went and, you know, restored order in places. A bit like a gunslinger, like riding into town and then and then leaving. Yeah, it, it just it always had the mm -hmm. sense of being a kid again in wonder. You know, even with poor writing, like I would have loved to have been a kid and watched this. Like I could totally have grown up on this show and like. It's the perfect sense of wonder. It's the perfect sense of zaniness and weirdness. And, like, it kind of takes itself seriously, but not too much. And it's universal. I mean, it's also timeless. We we didn't touch on any of the previous Doctors. Um, I've watched most of the available episodes. It's, it's just ugh, a great show. <laughs> and, um, and it's a show you can drop in and out of as you see fit. You can watch one episode, you can watch 10 seasons, and you're going to have a ride. But I, I'll, I'll end my part at least with, I remember we were doing a festival, and my boss at the time was all, like really cool, but totally not a nerd. Mm -hmm. Like totally not a nerd. And this mutant <laughs> at the festival is like, well, we got three hours to kill. Let's watch Doctor Who. And I'm like... Okay, um, knowing my boss, I'm like, there's no way they are going to like this. There's no way. Sure enough, the nerd put on Blink. The boss loved it, and we sat there watching Doctor Who for three hours. It is so accessible to anyone and everyone because it's good TV. So th that's my little story, but it's I, I love the show. It's one of the only TV shows I watch when it's on. Like the rest, I, that's... I watch wrestling. <laughs> I watch wrestling and I watch Doctor Who. Like, that's the only thing I really can't miss. Uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, which is done. But those are the three shows that are in my life. But Doctor Who is up there, man. So love it. Love it. Love it. There's still not a proper video game for it. No. No. And that's how. Like, how do you even do that? I don't even know. Unless they set it in... A, a particular doctor's era following the, the episodes because I I can't imagine a good Doctor Who video game. There's a Doctor Who board game. There's a Doctor Who everything, but there ain't no video game. I think there might be There has to be. Uh, there's a ton of them, Glad. <laughs> but they're all yeah, crap. They probably all are. Dalek Attack, <laughs> Doctor Who Edge of Time. Yeah, there's a lot of them, but they're not good. So, but yeah, a proper, proper Doctor Who MMO. I'm on it. I play it. That's the type of world you need. That or a Skyrim. Yeah. So. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Yeah. Right. Love. Well, for this time traveling week's episode, if you'd like to have any comments or perhaps offer up the uh, secret of time travel. You can tweet us at tgrumpetspod. You can email us tgrumpetspod at gmail.com. You can leave us a audio clip in the show notes. Or you could go and give us a review and a like and a subscribe and tell other people to do so. Um, but unless you've got anything else, Mike, I'm going to hop into... I do. You do? I do. Listen to me. If you've made it this far, thank you.
the, you are in for something special next week. Very special. Okay? I am so excited for Ed and Lorraine Warren. We've hyped it up. We didn't think that it would actually happen. And we've poured blood, sweat, tears, and fears yep. into that those episodes. It is essential yep. <laughs> that you listen to it. So please, do not miss next week's. It, it's a hell of a ride, and we had a lot of fun. Just like we had a, a lot of fun with this one. So please... Yeah. Stay tuned for and next I'll be, week. And I'll be honest, we were meant to record a third episode just on the paranormal straight after, and I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, we, we had to stop because it, it got too intense at yeah. that point, like looking over the shoulder every two seconds. So maybe we will, but like, I'm so excited for everyone to hear this. So that's the last I yeah, got. No, that, that's a fair <laughs> comment. Uh, and for this week, I have been Glenn. And I have been Mike. And we will talk to you very very soon stay safe and look after each other <laughs>